0: All right. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? I'm Johan. That is Charleston. This is Better With Age, episode 10. On today's show, episode 10, we have a gentleman who, he's a Canadian who was from uh, Lashburn, Saskatchewan. He was born in Lashburn. Um, This gentleman became popular, became famous many, many years ago. But in 2006, he was quoted as being One of Saskatchewan, I believe, one of Saskatchewan's first billionaires. Uh, Today we bring on the one, the only, Calvin Ayer. Calvin, how are you doing? Thank you for coming on the show today. Very good. Thank you for having me. Is
1: that right? You're from Lashburn, Saskatchewan? I was born in the old hospital in Lashley, in Saskatchewan, which was actually shut down shortly after I was born. So there actually is no hospital there right now. But I was actually born right in that little town. At the time, I think maybe there a population of three hundred people. Yeah, but uh, I was born there. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's shut down right after you were born. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not I a kid. good. When I was a kid, because I, I remember there's no hospital when I was uh, old enough to kind of start understanding stuff. If we got sick, we were taken to Lloyd.
0: Yeah. Yeah, have you been to Lashburn? When's the last time you were at Lashburn?
1: Yeah, it's been a long time because my immediate family doesn't live there anymore. Though I have a lot of relatives, my ex- my extended family is still all scattered around there. But my immediate family all moved somewhere else. And my last immediate family member was my older sister, so I went and visited her. But that had to have been twenty plus years ago now.
0: Yeah, so. I um uh, a funny story about Lashburn, Saskatchewan, is that uh, I played. Uh, rugby uh, back in the day and rugby right now in Saskatchewan the hotbed of rugby for Saskatchewan Lashburn that is the most of the talent comes from Lashburn Saskatchewan for rugby awesome. here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so come uh, love the shirt <laughs> yeah, you're still showing your canadian pride how is, how, is, uh, how is canada day celebrated uh,
1: you're right now you're in antigua Yeah, normally we would have a party every year. I have a beach club here, and we would have had a Canada Day party, but because of the pandemic, we just kind of ignored the whole thing right now. Well, I mean, we're pretty much ignoring everything right now, but uh, we didn't do anything this year because everybody's kind of stuck at home. Uh, We have a lot of freedom here, but um, like uh, parties and uh, bars and restaurants are, are kind of hard to do properly. Yeah, They're, They are open re- more recently, but there's still social distancing and everything. So it's really not the same. Yeah, it looks like you and Charleston got the same
0: kind of weather. Charleston's got beautiful weather right now and doing that, enjoying it. I uh, know. I'm, I'm enjoying the trees right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, is that Are you both in Saskatchewan now? Yeah, I'm in Regina. Yeah. Charleston's
0: just outside of Regina in White City, right?
2: Yeah, White City right now.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah. And so we're we're enjoying the nice weather here. We're not enjoying the snow. It's not snowing, so anytime it doesn't do that right now in Saskatchewan, any time of the any month of the year, we'll take it. We'll enjoy it. So <laughs> I know you, I know you met,
2: I know you mentioned COVID, and I know you got your hands in a in a lot of different industries. Um, as far as you know, Bitcoin goes. As far as you know, the gambling. You've, you know you've been in a lot of different businesses, and I couldn't even remotely halfway name them all. So how has COVID actually you know, affected you when it comes to like virtual and online and just business in general operating online?
1: Yeah, well, it's had a major effect on me personally because I used to travel so much and now I'm, you know, not traveling so much. But uh, yeah. business-wise, the digital stuff that I was doing has either not been affected or actually in some cases might almost have been positively impacted some of the places I've invested because uh, digital businesses are, have taken, uh, well, I think the pandemic sped up already existing trends towards uh, what some people call as the Amazonification of the world, where more and more stuff gets right. done online. Um, but my beach club, of course, is shut. So, and that yeah. is life here in Antigua. So, uh, yeah. That's a little bit
2: fun. Of- some- that's turned into wasted space.
1: Every afternoon, but that's what only use it gets.
0: So, Kelvin, can we get into that a little? Let's talk about how, you know, for a lot of viewers, we have a lot of viewers here in Saskatchewan and all over Canada because they uh, they enjoy watching Charleston play for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and doing that. But we got a lots of followers also from, uh, from Michigan, the U.S. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came into uh, your wealth? Tell us a little bit of a... Uh, a bio about how you started uh, it's always interesting you know i i sat down and we'll get into a video that got me hooked on you and, and got me in trouble with my wife too last night because yeah. i stayed up too late watching these videos uh-huh. and these uh, doing that but um <laughs> can, you, can you give me give us give us our fans
1: a little bit of, of a bio about how you got started and how you got to where you are today sure well First of all, I, I am actually formally trained. I have two university degrees, one in sciences, and one in management finance, which is a master's degree. Uh, and even as I was going through university, I was already starting my own businesses, small business. My first one was actually selling fruit in Saskatchewan. I used to buy it in the uh, South Okanagan and haul it out in a U-Haul trailer and sell it on the side of the road, phoning all my relatives and getting them to, and their friends to come and buy fruit off me. Smart. That's sort of where it started, uh, business-wise, and and I was getting formal training. And then I started a company in Vancouver called HQ Vancouver, and it was a package office business. But I gave it a twist by connecting uh, the the downtown campus for SFU Simon Fraser University was in the building that I was in, and they had a router for the university backbone, which was the predecessor of the uh, internet in Canada, and the internet was already existing in the United States at the time. So I. connected my own fiber down so I had high speed internet we'll call it it wasn't really what they were calling it back then but I had high speed network internet network access to the desktop in my package office business so so I in fact turned my package office business into some kind of a tech incubator because all the tech startups that needed this in, in connectivity would come and rent my offices and Ironically, at the time, I didn't realize what was going on, but the porn industry in Vancouver was launched out of my office because all these guys were renting my, my rooms. They were filling them full of servers. They were humming away in there. They are paying me rent, and I didn't have a clue what they are doing. I only found <laughs> out like a year or so after it all started that I, I was, in fact, the center of the porn industry in uh, Western Canada at the time.
0: That is awesome. You should have that on a business card.
1: get <laughs> around hey. all all those tech companies erase
2: <laughs> erase my profile <laughs>
1: <laughs> So being around all those tech companies even cisco systems opened up their office for western canada in that office and uh so i started getting involved in some of the tech startups in there as well like uh, companies that were doing what um what um what's that company uh Anyways, I can't remember the name of it right now, but uh, there was a lot of tech startups that I got involved with, but there were other people's startups. They were just customers of mine, and I was sort of getting involved with them. And so eventually, I thought, well, I should start my own internet company. Yep. So I searched around for what to do, and I read this article about sports betting being done by phone in the Dominican Republic, which is not that far from where I am right now today on in Antigua here. And I, the light bulb went off, and I just said, I should be doing that on the internet. And so I hired some programmers, and we started building our own sports betting platform on the internet. And, and one thing led to another, and eventually I became a big sports betting guy on the internet.
0: And Bodog was born. And then, Bodog was born, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Now, obviously you sold that in 2006,
1: am I correct? I sold the, uh, the operations sports. to the Mohawk uh, entity in Kahnawakee, but I kept the brand. Yep. I still license the brand out. So I still own Bodog as a brand and I'm actually using it here in Antigua. My beach club is actually called Bodog Beach Club.
0: I saw that. Yeah. Mm. No.
1: And so tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Now you've kind of transitioned.
0: Obviously, uh, I was looking at your websites and, and where you, what you have planned on for the future. But tell us a little bit about what's going on now with the Bitcoin and the CoinGeek and
1: yep. aspect. Well, CoinGeek is a media company and a conference company. And uh, what I'm doing is... The original Bitcoin protocol, as it was originally developed by Craig Wright, which was Satoshi Nakamoto, uh, was designed to massively scale on chain and he launched it and he wanted to be um, anonymous and he sort of like launched into the wild and, and didn't foresee how it would be hijacked for other purposes. So he came back out of retirement in 2015. I partnered up with him because we had mutual friends and we are creating a new industry and it's unfortunate that there's so much confusion out there with all these other technologies now that are running in all these different directions and all trying to assume the mantle by what's essentially brand theft. But the, the original protocol was designed to monetize through microtransactions data and create a layer on top of the internet that will monetize all data uh, universally and it massively scales to infinite levels. And so we're actually creating an entirely new industry using those superpowers and we're slowly getting traction but there's a lot of misinformation out there now because other people have hijacked uh, different versions of what Craig had done, yeah. but not with the same business model. So it's just very confusing, but anybody that's looking to solve enterprise level problems that need immutable data storage in a public blockchain or massively scalable microtransactions, there's only one solution in the world, and that's And So that ecosystem is growing now and that's what I'm involved with. And that's where you are today. So when it's so, when it's
2: so many, um, you know, different, avenues of that and so many different variations like you said of the same thing but you saying yours is the original like does it all boil down to marketing at that point
1: no it's original protocol oh, and yeah. well it, it's a, it's education more than marketing because the stuff that we do nobody else can even do it so we we, we are aimed at an entirely different market uh segment the first of your kind. It's confusing to people that are trading on these exchanges. I I actually think the uh, speculative trading exchanges have actually been bad for the the sector because they've confused people about what the technology was really designed for. It wasn't designed for that. Though there would be a trading element of it, of secondary markets for tokenized real-world assets on top of a massively scaling utility platform like the original Bitcoin protocol, which I'm also involved in. But that's not where we're focused right now. We're, we're focused on application development on top of the protocols to create unique business models that weren't possible. And none of these other platforms can do that. So there is confusion because there's so much misinformation out there. Yeah. There's no real competition between what we do and them because we, we're on our own space.
0: Good. Right. Good. Do you have, um, is there, do you have anything marketed right now for like a, uh, everything you mentioned there, a Bitcoin for dummies book or handbook that you might be able to help us out with. It.
1: <laughs> I don't have a book, but if you go to bitcoinsv.com, yeah. that is a website that was put up by the Bitcoin Association, which is a Swiss-based uh, association that's, that is supportive of the original Bitcoin ecosystem, which is based on application development. Yeah, and That website is a good starting point for people that don't understand. It actually walks you through the what is real... Bitcoin protocol and what are other protocols that have been changed but still use the original name and ticker symbols. Okay. I mean, people are confused by ticker symbols as well. That's the ticker trading symbol in the exchanges. But when when we say original Bitcoin, we're talking about the protocol, how the technology actually works. Okay. And nothing to do with ticker symbols that have been stolen or or who uses the name. That's another thing. (laughs) Yeah. So that's where we start uh... off. (laughs) That's your
0: suggestion for us to be able to start off there and kind of build and go from there.
1: It's a very good site. Good.
2: <laughs> I know where to start. I can, I, can de- I can delete my little Coinbase. How does Coinbase relate to all this?
1: They are confused. Uh, they, they, But they, I think, are just have made a bet with some alternative paths for the technology. So I actually don't think they're as confused as they uh, sound like they are. But they don't really understand what the technology was developed to do. And uh, uh, they're not allies of us. But uh, mm-hmm. uh you know, I, I don't pay any attention to them because they also don't compete with us. Yeah. Oh, that's, I see. I see. So can I ask you,
0: Kelvin, on, on kind of a, a different side? I mean, it's amazing to be able to think about how you got to where you are today. And for me, I know that as a sales guy, I sell beer. I, I got my the ways that I go around doing things. And Charleston's, you know, got his routine with how he does things for football games and getting prepared. How does a billionaire like you... Uh, go about are you always turned on up there are you what is your normal day like in the day in the life of calvin and and i'll get to the video that i wanted to 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 show you and and what really got me hooked it was like you know candy to a baby about got me watching all your videos but what is a normal day in the life of calvin
1: well before i get into what a normal day in life is i must confess that i am exactly how you would expect How you've heard the story about these absent-minded professors that can't find their keys, and uh, I know why it is that those professors are like that. It's because they're (laughs) thinking about problems that they've got to solve, and they're walking around, sort of existing (laughs) in the world, but really very. (laughs) (laughs) I'll walk in circles around my place, thinking about stuff, and and get all confused with my little stuff because I'm so zoned into what I'm trying to accomplish in my head. Yeah. That There is an element of that, but uh, my day itself is actually quite structured because I, I, you know, have a system that I, I use and I, I try to do all my emails because I work with people all over the world. So I like to do emails or telephone calls in, and exercise in the morning because uh, you got to keep moving, using your body or it doesn't work. Yeah. And, and I do meetings and, uh, you know, bigger video conference kind of stuff uh, in the afternoons. And then uh, hopefully I get a time at the end of the day for a glass of wine, which is exactly where I'm going as soon as we're done here, by the way. <laughs>
0: what, what kind of, I'm, I'm a man of uh, Charleston and I, we like to partake in one or six beverages uh, at times and to be able to do that also. What kind of wine? Are you bourbon guy, scotch guy, beer guy? What kind of wines are you drinking now?
1: I, I still drink a little bit of a lot of stuff, but I'm <laughs> trying to force myself over to wine because my naturopathic doctor said it's better for me but <laughs> I'm down in the Caribbean here and rum's a big thing and I love rum. So, uh, and I'm talking rum, not the kind of rum we used to drink as teenagers in Canada I'm Talking <laughs> yeah. premium rums down here. What
2: yeah. Premium. Yeah. Everything is, everything is
0: premium down there. Right. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I wonder, no wonder why you live there.
1: That's good. So <laughs> well, look at It's actually the Caribbean's got everything. It's got the weather. It's, it's low stress, low taxes. I mean, yeah. people are nice. what's not to like?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's our next vacation.
1: Here in Antigua, we don't have much crime as well, so it's peaceful.
0: (laughs) Well, Uh, we're sold. We're doing the next show from Antigua, Charleston. (laughs) We might have to. We might have to.
2: (laughs) I see. I see. On usually down there, because you've been down there for so long. I see your foundation gives a lot back to, you know, sports and that in general that's down there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I started doing a lot of charity early in my career because I, uh, my family used to be involved in charity when we were younger. And we, I was raised with the concept of giving back as being something that uh, people should do. And the more successful you are, the more you should give back. And now that I'm here in Antigua, I've uh, ramped it up a bit. And uh, one of the things I really like is that Antigua is so small that when you do something here, it has, it, it's got like impact. Whereas if you're doing a charity program in a big country, it's like, you know it's, you know, it's like bailing the ocean out. You don't even know if you've even done anything. Yeah. Right. That's very rewarding to see the, the impact you can have in a small country. So I, I try to do my part down here. It's uh, very rewarding. And my organization, uh, all the people that work for me down here and internationally, they're also really proud of the stuff we do here in the community. So, yeah. yeah. And we were talking
0: or I was, I was checking that out on your website and, and to do that at uh, ColinAyer.com. Uh, CalvinAir.com and um, one of the things about your foundation is that uh, you guys do work like you said not only in, in Antigua
1: but all over the world you have eight countries that you guys are associated with I do some stuff in other places but the majority of it over the last few years has been in Antigua where I've been based but I still do stuff in other countries that stuff yeah. things come on radar and I say okay I mean, that's one of the things, Calvin, that I'm, uh, my
0: family is from Guatemala and, oh, cool. and I was born there and
1: <laughs> me. I've been there once.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, Guatemala city. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, when you go down, when you say about making a difference and when you say that you can really see it, when you go to a third world country, when you go to places that are a little bit more, uh, poverty stricken, um, when you donate, when you give back, you definitely see the automatic instant rewards for that because you see the gratification from some of these people when they get uh, something as simple as donated for like a, what seemed to you a little amount maybe a hundred dollars american uh, that hundred dollars american is, is the food for a month for some of these people to be able to do that and so it's it's really rewarding and one of the things that you sit back and you go man if i could do more so congratulations on doing that with your foundation and all the different things you do no, that's awesome. Like it's, it,
2: it 100% relates to me in sports too, right? Because it gives you, like, like you said, the more successful you are, the more you got to give back. And it gives you more self-worth, I guess you can say, when you can do stuff like that and help other people and then you can see something come from it.
1: Correct. And what I, what I like to focus on actually is education because it's the gift that keeps giving. So I do scholarships here for people from disadvantaged backgrounds to get them into the private school. And uh, I've also been actively involved in sports because sports is a big part of my life growing up in Canada as well. So I sponsor uh, a program here. So the talented footballers, soccer, up where you guys are. Yeah. Uh, there's scholarship programs in the United States. But there's a gap because some of the families don't have the money to get the kid from, uh, from where they are right now to where they can actually apply for the scholarship. There's actually like a gap. So I've been funding the gap to get these guys prepared to apply for these U.S. scholarships. And I've been successfully getting Antiguan footballers up playing, playing soccer under scholarship up in the U.S. Nice. And in, and oh, in, wow. And in the U.K. Oh, so wow. Another thing nice. that kind of feels good.
0: Yeah, no kidding. That's fantastic. So are you a big football guy? Are you a big sports guy? You still watch a lot of the shows? Do you have time <laughs> for that? <When's, laughs> yeah. I
2: mean – uh, I see um, already. No.
1: <laughs> i used to watch a lot of sports growing up in canada i used to read the paper every morning because it's pre-internet and getting all the stats and stuff but over time when you're living down here in this idyllic environment yeah. you can't lose touch with a lot of that i still like sports but mostly what i do now is my own sports i like i have my own water sports boat down there and three times a week i'm still out wakeboarding and wake surfing so i'm kind of getting my sports fix uh one-on-one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? Well,
0: that's. Uh, I guess when you're when you're able to do that, I'll take your lifestyle over uh, playing or watching Charleston. Sorry, Charleston. <laughs> but, man, just yeah. leave me
2: hanging just like that. <laughs> Sorry, <man. laughs> so, so, so is the old saying true? Is when they say money can't buy you happiness.
1: I I actually think that's wrong. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Someone said it. I think <laughs> not having money is very painful, and, but, I, but not everybody. I think it's your disposition. I, I know people that have lots of money, and they're just mean, sour old pieces of whatever, and I don't understand how their head works, but that's just the way their brain's wired. You know, they got these people that they're, they're super rich, and all they can think about is somebody that's got a little bit more than them, right? And so they never find happiness. But I, I think if, if, if you got enough money so you can cover all the pain in life, then you can use what's extra. You can actually use it to create pleasure. And the pleasure can be paying for a nice water sports boat. So I can go out three times a week down in the bay there and do water sports. But equally as satisfying is, you know, when I uh, get my reports on these students I sponsor that are excelling at uh, Island Academy here in, in Antigua. So there's, there's lots of things that can make <laughs> happiness with money. So that's, yeah, Just, think, uh, that's true. <laughs> Kelvin, Kelvin finally said it. He's the first guy I he think
0: ever, the I've ever. First <laughs>
2: person I've ever heard say it. You just channel. You just channel your, en- your uh, energy to places where you will be happy. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, because I, I, I grew up uh, fairly poor in Saskatchewan, and I think uh, my life's better now. So yeah,
0: that's <laughs> awesome. And and um, I wanted to ask you a few things. I've seen on your uh, various social medias. Um, you've traveled quite a bit. Like you mentioned, you've been able to travel all over. For some of the previous guests we've had on, we're always asking the standard, you know, if you were able to go to Vegas, you've done, you've gone to Vegas. Vegas is probably somewhere you don't go uh, to be able to do that. Where are, (laughs) yeah, Um, where are three of the places that after Charleston and I retire, after he retires from, from playing football and I'm finished selling beers and, where do you suggest we should be able to go and visit? You've traveled all over the world.
1: My favorite places.
0: Yeah. Three, three or four different places that you say, Hey guys, before you, uh, you know, retire and, you know, pass away, go see these places. This is where you should go.
1: Yeah. When I was younger, I used to like going to Latin America cause it's really crazy and fun down there, but now it's kind of a little dangerous for me. So right, right now with the- my favorite place in the world, if I if the traveling restrictions all disappeared, I really like here in Antigua. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's just a lot of things to like here. Yeah. Um, for a holiday from here, I really like London uh, and I really like Thailand. Those would probably be, if I was just restricted to the rest of my life to those three but places from here, I would probably be okay.
0: Nice. Okay, so heard I've
2: heard some interesting stories about Thailand. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, and, and i always tell everybody and you can do everything in london you can do in thailand it just costs more
0: <laughs> right. well those are interesting okay, notes to be able to keep in mind and be able to do that <laughs> charleston do you want to ask uh calvin about his any of his social media um yeah are, are you married now no 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 plan <laughs> so you, okay so, so you, with that, can I show you a, a quick video? And this is the first video that got me into trouble, that got me kind of addicted or hooked on Calvin. Here, uh, I'm just going to be able to show you a quick video of why that subject is so. Uh, I, I just enjoyed it, and I got hooked on it. I'm going to show you a Calvin video that you did in 2000. I'm pretty sure he
2: already he already
0: knows are about to show him. <laughs> yeah, this is the video called "Ask Calvin."
1: Uh, I think I know what it is. Got to love the music back in the day, Calvin. (laughs) Hello, Calvin Air here for another segment of Ask Calvin. (laughs) This question comes in from Susie in New Zealand. Susie's question is, why don't you get married? That's a very easy question to answer. Why would I make one woman miserable when I can make so many happy? (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, Kelvin.
0: that after I saw that that's the started the downfall, and that's why I was up at about twelve thirty one and my wife came down and she goes, How oh, come in, you're around in bed yet? what do i said i Kelvin, uh, uh, this is awesome and then I just kept on watching <laughs> video after video after video today that so it's it's fair to say that you've had a fairly uh uh, joyful life, and a, and you've you've done uh, a, what a lot of uh, guys have probably wanted to do, and traveled a lot of places and lived a pretty good life.
1: Yes, but uh, <laughs> let, let's 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 not forget that uh, some of, some of the stuff that we produce was actually done to sell a certain brand image and in okay. the bodog days we were trying to we wanted the, the bodog brand to be that wild and crazy brand right so, a lot of stuff produced with that purpose in mind ah, so there's always the reality method. was i mean my life wasn't much different than that stuff anyway so it was pretty- <laughs> 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 there's always a method to your madness like you said you got a purpose oh, around and kind of just like oh you got to Make some crazy videos. I said, "Okay, well, just get the camera to follow me around." Then and...
2: <laughs> I think I think so, I think somebody took a page from your book. That Dan Brazilian guy, whatever his name is, he kind of took a page
1: from your book. Yeah, I met him once uh, years ago at a friend of mine's wedding.
0: I don't yeah. know if I, if I want to see the two of you guys in a room. I don't know if that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be definitely entertainment. That's for sure. <laughs> well. Um, I wanted to ask you just uh, a few more things. Do you have any regrets, Calvin? What are your, some of the things you're most proud of?
1: What are any regrets? Well, actually, everybody's got regrets, but I don't have any that are so bad that uh, I necessarily think it uh, stained my my path through life. But I mean, every one of us could find something in their in their past where you'd like to go back and take another crack at it and get it right. But uh, I'm pretty happy. I, I think that uh, more or less, I've kind of Did we lose you?
2: I think we did. That, Antigua, that Antiguan uh, <laughs> that Antigan, that Antigan internet not as good as he said is. He need to bring that same stuff that he had out there in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he, uh, he he'll rejoin us. He definitely go. But the crazy part is, is he he's a very interesting fellow. I guess you could say Man, I, when, when I when I can say he's lived his life and what, what most men would say, he's a fucking legend when it comes <laughs> to li- when it comes to just living your life. I mean, that is like outrageous, the kind of videos and like, I even never need, even knew about this guy before we actually pulled him up. And I don't even know how I ended up getting him on the show. I think I, I actually looked up some information about Saskatchewan and his name was the first name that popped up on the, on my search bar. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Calvin Harris. And then when I looked him up, he, he got all these videos and it talks, starts to talk about him as a billionaire and how he's 746 out of 2000 people as a billionaire is, is unbelievable. Really?
0: Yeah. And, and that's one of the things we'll see if he jumps back on, but if not, I guess we'll have to, uh, we'll have to send him a message saying, thanks. But, um, one of the things too that you showed me and what got me hooked other than that video with the marriage question was, you know, how did the guy from Saskatchewan get to be on the Forbes list and to be Saskatchewan's first billionaire? And you know, what work habits do you have to be able to to have and to do that and just watch some of those videos. I would encourage anybody that doesn't know about Calvin, check out, Google him, Google his name, find out some information about him. And then, uh, and then it's, it's one of an amazing story of, where he is today and what his foundation stand for and everything like that. So yeah, I think Charleston, he's uh, not going to be jumping back on. So uh, we might've lost.
2: It's all good. If you want to see a 60 year old man live his best life, go look him
0: up. (laughs) 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 So I guess that will be it for uh, better with age uh, episode 10 with uh, Calvin air. We invite everybody to please, uh, look him up and check it out. What a fantastic guy. And, and we're going to send him a message saying thank you. We're going to also send him a message seeing if we can come visit him and, and do a, a, one of our next shows from Antigua and we can figure it out from there. So uh, for um, Charleston, I mean, usually you say the well, last word. Like a... He what?
2: He, he just messaged me right now. Saying...
0: that he's calling or is he coming back I there? Think, I think he's, I think he's coming back All right. oh, yeah. yeah.
2: from some crazy right number.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we
1: go. There we go. Calvin, you can hear us now. Yeah. One of our systems kicked. Kicked me out there. Yeah. I was going to IT yeah, kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, man, how are you gonna be a tech guy and
2: have weak internet service? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, I'll just uh, start you want me to start from scratch or, or oh, just pick it up where I was
0: just pick it up where you where you were if you could yeah. please
1: anyways uh, what what I said is what I'm really excited about right now is that the government of Antigua came to me a few months ago and asked me to start a development project on the island and I've done a number of projects here already so I kind of have some experience with that but they were just projects for my own purposes Uh, but they wanted me to do something bigger to create some jobs to replace the loss of jobs in the tourism sector from the pandemic and the lack of travel right now. So I've come up with a plan and presented it. It's not public right now so I can't give you a lot of details but uh, I'm having fun and I'm kind of sensing this might be the start of another phase in my uh, career here. I think once I start this, I'm going to sort of be in this space for a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and so the plans you plan to be able to have, I know on your website, it says plan to be able to start some resorts in the near future. Starting in 2013, you look to be able to have a few resorts in and around that area, I would imagine. This is related to that. Yeah. that That's fantastic. Well, we know that uh, Charleston and I look forward to coming down and be able to check out them and, and doing some future shows from there. Charleston, uh, did you have anything else you want to be able to ask, Calvin? Um, That that
2: was really it. We were just saying that uh, right before you jumped back on that it was even amazing, like, trying, having you on our show because I don't even know how I came into contact with you, actually, because when I first, like, I was looking up research in Saskatchewan, you know, just looking for more content, people to kind of, you know, interview and stuff on, on our show. And your name was the first name that popped up out of like a bunch of people from Saskatchewan. And I was thinking like, okay, his name looks the most interesting out of everybody. So I'll just look and see who Calvin uh, Ayres is. And when I, you know, started doing some research, I was like, okay, this guy definitely fits my persona. So I have to get him on the show.
0: (laughs) And and it really is, um, Calvin, a pleasure to be able to have you on the show because, uh, I mean, you look at your what you've accomplished what you're doing right now with everything and to take the time out to be able to come on to uh two guys from Regina Saskatchewan show to be able to educate hopefully some of our viewers it really is a privilege so we hopefully one day get the chance to be able to uh, meet you in person have a glass of wine or six with you and uh to be able to hopefully contribute to anything like some of your foundations anything that you want to be able to mention or plug or so you know I'm gonna go straight. Oh, that's one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're making me thirsty. I'm gonna go out for some wine for lunch right now, and I gotta have a beer and wine and, and do that. Anything, Kelvin, You wanted to be able to mention or plug with your foundation or anything like that?
1: Not really. I not really a plug for anything I'm doing. It's more of a plug for Canada. I, I I'm constantly shocked at uh, the advantages coming up through the Canadian public school systems gives you in the world compared to the quality of education in most other countries in the world. So uh, you take it for granted growing up in Canada, but i tell you, everybody in Canada, you, I mean, the, the old Canadian public school system does a pretty good job, and I'm very thankful for that.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm telling my kids all the time, is, is to be thankful for where you're at, especially when we talk about, again, about places like Guatemala, when you see my family members down there in Mexico, and then do that, I said to my kids, be thank for what you have. Let's work for what we can here, get a better um, education to create a better life. So, yeah, and, and you're, you're living, living proof of that. So, um, usually, uh, we'll, we'll let uh, Charleston sign off with his usual, but this is something he says to everybody that comes on the show.
1: Okay.
2: This, this show is called Better with Age. And the reason it's called Better with Age is because many things get better with age. whether it's it's leather, whether it's cheese, whether it's that wine you over there drinking, or whether it's just you in general. Because obviously you've been getting better with age every time you you come up with new business plans and all this good stuff. So the one thing that does get better with age that I didn't mention is friendship. And now that I've talked to you for the first time, and Johan has done the same thing, talked to you for the first time, you are definitely our friend. (laughs) So it was very nice meeting you, sir.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Kelvin. All the best to you. Good luck, and hopefully we'll chat with you soon.
1: Okay. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Kelvin. Appreciate it.